Well, some little things this morning. Of course, uh, hoping to have our pocket guides in this morning or sometime this week so we can pass out. That, that is, uh, if the rain doesn't hold them back uh, or some other excuse, no. Jerry uh, is expected to bring them in today. Well, um, and uh, of course, some things going on in the sporting world, as always, for a big, uh, bright, <laughs> well, rainy day uh, Tuesday. I thought it was rainy day Monday by the Carpenters. Was that it? Uh, yeah, that was a song, but uh, we sing rainy days and Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Friday, <laughs> and next accurate. Monday as as well. Well, so. anyway, uh, I don't mind the rain uh, as long as we don't get the storms to go with them. In the meantime, of course, AP poll is out. Uh, Alabama uh, just fell short of its perennial goal in its loss to Georgia last year, but they're back again on top. Also, they announced the preseason All-American teams. they got a couple of names on here we'll recognize, too, in that regard. Elsewhere, of course, the big news uh, out of Chicago last night, uh, Sir Albert crushes 493. Tell I mean, what, 693, excuse yeah, me. I, I never like to lose a game, <laughs> and obviously Cub Cardinals situation, but if I'm going to lose a game only getting one hit in it, I want the Cardinals only to get one run, and I want it to be hit by Albert Pujols. Uh, he just he, he just kind of so gracefully hit that shot towards center field and made it uh, into the stands, and that was the difference in the game. But um, amazing pitching uh, on Montgomery. both sides. Yeah, um, Montgomery and also uh, the young man yeah, from uh, the Cubs. Uh, one pitch away from a perfect game. Yeah. Didn't walk anybody. Uh, Mor- uh, and you know, Morrell got that hit, I think, in the third or fourth inning. Uh, I think it was in the, had to be in the bottom of the third yeah, okay. since uh, he uh, yeah. was the last place hitter, ninth hole hitter, yeah, and got yeah. the double. Uh, in that regard, but uh, Merrill's a fun kid to watch. And uh, I'm trying to think, was it a two strike pitch? I, I, I'm well, not going to remember that. Okay. Anyway, uh, just so close yet so far away. So uh, anyway, uh, uh, AP poll, uh, as I mentioned, uh, is out. Uh, Alabama, of course, not surprisingly, leads the uh, list there. But in regards to the preseason All American team. Uh, uh, we've got Kayshawn Booty in there, the junior from LSU, uh, New Iberia native, uh, Westgate Tiger. Not not shocked to see that. No, but, not but at all. Good to see it. Not good at to all. To see the recognition. And uh, also on the second team offense, to to my surprise, Osirius Terrence, the senior from Florida, who Coach Navier took with him to the Gators. He's a uh, second team uh, preseason All American by the AP. So. Uh, uh, just a uh, couple names, as I mentioned, we'd see in there. So uh, we'll see how that uh, all comes through the course of the year. Here, uh, I'm trying to see if there was anybody else. Of course, the former Heisman Trophy winner, uh, the young man from Alabama, is the quarterback on this team. Of course, C.J. Stroud from Ohio State is the backup, or I should say the second string uh Alabama dominated the first team with four choices. I think Ohio State was next with three uh, don't see any other names that as I'm going through the list, the SEC again dominates uh, with uh, players. So uh, Clemson had uh, players along with Texas uh, had one first and one second. Baylor, Wisconsin each had two seconds. Uh, so uh, pretty much uh, with regards to the first team, uh, uh, number two, Ohio State had three, plus two on the second team. Number three, Georgia had three, plus one on the second team. Notre Dame had two, plus two on the second team. USC had two, uh, and Iowa had two. So uh, the preseason All-American team. And um, 
Will it hold up? In most instances, it does because, especially the offensive lineman, unless you get a banged up and get hurt, but uh, chances are you're going to make it. Uh, as for the uh, skilled players, uh, anything can happen in that regard. Uh, with three strikeouts on Monday, Max Scherzer, 3,157, past Pedro Martinez with 3,154, 13th most in Major League Baseball history. Up next, uh, Jeff. S- still struggle, though. Yeah, uh, Gave that's up right. four runs early, and uh, the Yankees went on to win that game. Uh, you know, uh, last time the two teams uh, hooked up, it was all New York Mets. Uh, that's right. But uh, the Yankees looking to rebound there. Yeah, they did. And uh, Fergie Jenkins is up next at 3192. Uh, I saw this in blog. You wonder. The first NIL deal with uh, uh, high school football, St. John Bosco out of California high school football team, the first ever team-wide high school NIL deal for a high school and is currently permitted uh, in 17 states. So they're the first high school team to have a uh, – uh, an NIL deal. Don't know. They didn't mention in the article how much money they'll uh, give each player, or if it's uh, prorated to a certain kid. I don't, I don't know the answer, but high school kid with uh, anyway um, NIL deal. And also, did, for the did you f- see the uh, Hooters uh, NIL deal? <laughs> no, I sure didn't. Offensive linemen were the target of Hooters, uh, thinking that they wanted a bunch of big fat guys. <laughs> Eating their wings, uh-huh. in, including an LSU player, but 51 offensive linemen were given NIL deals by Hooters. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Anyway, anyway, for the first time since 1974, both Florida and Florida State are unranked in the preseason poll. And if not for number 16, Miami, the state would be shut out entirely. And that's that's kind of surprising, you know, in that uh, regard. So uh, elsewhere uh, – Number 20, Kentucky has the first preseason ranking since 78, also returning after long absences with number 13, North Carolina State. Uh, first time they've been ranked since 03. Uh, number 22, Wake Forest since 08. Number 17, Pittsburgh since 2010. That's preseason to be preseason ranked. I'm not saying during the course of the year they uh, were ranked uh, in the uh, – in the polls. So uh, then there's Nick Saban, whose resume since taking over the tie in 2007 reads like a typo. Six national titles. He's got a 183 and 25 record, 13 consecutive top three AP preseason rankings. So uh, the tide, uh, will they roll again? Uh, everything uh, is pointing in that direction right now. But crazy things happen. So we'll see how uh, that falls through. Elsewhere, uh, of course, uh, like we said, uh, uh, the machine, uh, Jeff, is, uh, you know, uh, they, it's just he's amazing. Uh, gets two hits last night, hits in two double plays, too. And if you notice, he hit the ball hard all night, too. He, yeah. he, he's been spanking the ball I mean, for the last You're talking about uh, Albert Poole. That's correct, the machine, as he uh, was given that name. I think by, was it ESPN gave him that name? Uh, you remember he used to do the commercials with the uh, Xerox machine? Or, okay, yeah. You know, and uh, – in there, uh, and you know, only three pay- players in major league history have hit 700 career home runs. Pool sitting on uh, 693. Uh, of course, the three, uh, of course, Ruth, uh, Aaron, and uh, Bobby, I mean, Barry Bonds. And uh, I can remember going to the Astrodome back in the day when Hank Aaron was still playing in the uh, National League. 
uh, and playing for the Braves. And I'm telling you, when he comes to the plate, he take three of the hardest, three hardest cuts I can ever remember seeing. I mean, he had he was zeroed in on that uh, on 700, and uh, of course he played his last two years back up in Milwaukee with the Brewers in the American League at the time. And uh, but uh, Hank Aaron, I mean, what I'm telling you, I saw him play in Atlanta in the old Fulton County Stadium. And uh, matter of fact, one of the games that night I went to, he hit two home runs, one off of Gibson, too, uh, as they were playing the Cardinals in Atlanta back in the early 70s. But um, amazing how Albert uh, can he make it to seven away? You know, he's seeing the ball right well right now, Jeff. I, you know, nothing uh, would surprise me at this point the way he is. Seven in the last 12 games, I think. I think you're right. So, obviously, you got a lot more than 12 games coming up. And I think he's hitting pretty close to 400 since the All-Star break. Uh, He's up in that area. 693, 41 games left, and he's hitting a home run at every 4.4 at bat So in the past two weeks. So, 700. Yeah, and I joked uh, yesterday uh, with you, uh, he may do it all at Wrigley. I mean, you know, the, 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 those are some friendly confines. They are. They depending are. Depending on the weather uh, this time of year, uh, it uh, wouldn't shock me. There's still four more games to go there. Doubleheader That's today. Right. and. Wednesday and Thursday night. Um, no, I, I would not be shocked. Yeah. Anyway, he his slugging. Or, or he may save it for St. Louis. Though, well, too, you know? well, you know they still they go to Cincinnati and they go to Pittsburgh and both. Okay, the, the, that the is ball. a long trip. Yeah, That's a long trip. And, Cincinnati. Uh, yeah, definitely yeah. Cincinnati. Pittsburgh, not a bad hitter's ballpark. But you're right about Cincinnati. The that, ball flies uh, out of that park. Uh, and uh, anyway. With pool holes uh, uh, in that regard, so uh, we'll see how much fun it's going to be. And uh, swung at a high fastball too, uh, and put it into the left center field seat. So um, interesting as Albert Pujols now chasing 700, and he still says that he's going to retire. So uh, no matter what uh, is going on right now, he still says he's going to retire. And uh, maybe that's the motivation to get it done. Yeah, you know, because and, he. He wants to take the off season and be off. Yeah, you're right. His slugging percentage in the past ten games is he's uh, got the postseason too. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a like, good possibility yeah, they'll be there. That's right. Milwaukee uh, faltering. Yes, uh, blaming uh, the Josh Hader trade, saying you gave up on us. That's right. And I think they gave up on Josh Hader, and so have the Padres. Yeah, Joe you're right. Dirt. Anyway, he's hitting a slugging percentage of thirteen hundred or one point three hundred in the past ten games. The highest slugging percentage of any time in his career. That's what's amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, what he's saying, he still says, "I'm going to retire, no matter how many I hit." Pujols told one of the uh, national newspapers amid speculation that he might come back just to reach seven hundred. I don't get caught up in numbers. Uh, he said, if you're going to tell me 22 years ago that I would be this uh, close, uh, I would have told you that you're freaking crazy. My career has been amazing. Of course, uh, Barry Bonds at 762, Aaron at 755, and Ruth at 714. Of course, they're the only ones to reach that milestone that Pujols is chasing. Uh, is chasing I should say Pujols has uh, followed a similar blueprint to Aaron, and neither one has hit 50 home runs in a season. Yeah, just consistently hitting a lot of home runs each year, but not a ridiculous amount uh, right. any year. That's right. Uh, and, that, and that's what's interesting about Hank Aaron. Uh, what is it, 20 consecutive years, 20-plus 
something like that. And um, it seemed like he always hit 44, 40. Yeah. Uh, 44 was a big number for him, and that was the number he wore, too, 44. It seemed yeah. like he'd always hit 44 home runs. I think he did that four or five times during his career. Uh, but Pujols, uh, similar, uh, the blueprint, uh, Bonds and Ruth both leaned on long productive primes, both uh, averaging over 40 bombs a year from 25 to 39. And the big picture, uh, you know, a handful of active players are long shots to reach uh, 700. Mike Trout's at 334, but, boy, he's just Forget injury it. prone. Forget it. Same thing with Bryce Harper at 282. Juan Soto, possibilities at 121. He's 23 years old, so uh, – We'll see. Vladimir Guerrero at 98, to name a few. But there's a reason that the club is so small. For 20 years, just about everything has to break right. Just ask Ken Griffey Jr. He hit 630 and looked like a lock until injuries derailed his career. Alex Rodriguez, who will forever be stuck at 696. Do you recall if nobody wanted him? Because he's the type of guy who I think wanted that number, 700, but nobody maybe wanted him the next year Injuries. I don't recall how or why his season ended. Of course, there's always the speculation about PEDs and things like that, uh, and he did face a serious suspension over it. That's right. But I don't recall why he didn't go for 700. Uh, Because, again, it just a player like him, I expected to uh, have the ego to want that number. Yeah, you're right about that. Of course, uh, and I'm trying to think after the Yankees, I don't think anybody... And that was it. Very uh, possible. After the Yankees, of course, uh, played with... There's uh, a bit of a stench to him. That, that's right. With uh, Went from Seattle to the Rangers and then from the Rangers to the Yankees. And uh, just don't recall uh, four away from 700. Yeah, yeah, he played out that contract with the Yankees, like, despite him. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Cause and, and nobody picked him up after that. And what did he miss? About a year and a half because of the... Uh, At least a, a year. Uh, you know, because I remember they suspended him for a good time. And, uh, of course, he, without that suspension, I'm sure he would have made oh, it. Yeah. But uh, anyway, it comes. Of course, you know, it also maybe extended his career true. because of um, having that rest. That, not, maybe, only, maybe. not only that, but taking the PEDs, too, yeah. I'm sure, enhanced it, too, with uh, more strength. But uh, Ruth missed a lot of games during his course of his career with suspensions and uh, and all. People don't see all the, the problems he caused, but, uh, you know, coming to the ballpark, hunting over and uh, coming to the ballpark and, and munching down on hot dogs. And uh, Ruth had his run-ins with uh, Miller Huggins and uh, along with uh, that. So uh, And he missed a lot of games during the course of his career. And then, remember, in the first four or five years of his career, he was one of the best left-handed pitchers in the National League with the Red Sox. Set World Series records. So uh, didn't hit, uh, didn't play, you know, like Otani's does today. If Ruth had done that, he might have tacked on another maybe, who knows, 50 to 100 home runs. Not sure about that. But anyway, we'll see what Albert Pujols has in store. So, uh, again, doubleheader today and day-night doubleheader. The Cubs start a left-hander today? I'm honestly not certain who's pitching uh for either team at this point, uh, uh, when when you wake up and you realize you have to go out to the swamp uh, at five in the morning, oh, uh, I hear you. Uh, uh, I technical hear you. problems. Um, so yeah, that's how my day started. Okay, I'm still trying to catch up. Well, uh, I understand that. Let's see. Uh, today, uh, basic, basically, it's Wainwright versus Assad in the first game. In the second game, it looks like Wolford versus Sampson. So those are the two uh, pitchers uh, in line today. And then uh, that's a 7 o'clock game tonight, and the first one's at 120. 
So a day-night doubleheader for the Cubs and the Cards. This is the third five-game series between these two teams. They were scheduled to play. The first week. Exactly. And I, I think one of today's doubleheader may be the result of a rainout in one of the previous five-game series you that might have been be right scheduled. About that. But it's yeah. uh, been ridiculous. Um, uh, I mean, these rivalries are great, but, man. Yeah, you're right about that, too, uh, Coach. Of course, we're going to have uh, later on the show uh, Coach Terry Martin from Lorville. Uh, he'll be on uh, at what time, Jeff, again? He's uh, with us at 8 on Tuesday. Okay. Uh, we'll have the Tigers uh, three times this year uh, on Kane Radio's uh, broadcast schedule. they have them in the second week uh, taking on DeQuincy. And also later on down the year in October, we have uh, two games with them against Central uh, Episcopal and the uh, – Interest, uh, interstate, uh, uh, interstate, inter-parish uh, rivalry with Catholic High. So it'll be the three games for Lorville. Of course, there's always the playoffs to see how deep uh, Coach Martin's teams will go. So uh, waiting on our uh, hopefully pocket guide. If the squadron leader shows up today, hopefully he will with all the rain and the pocket guides, and hopefully we'll get them out to you. Uh, It'll be at our sponsor locations. Um, again, if they do arrive today, as we expect, um, between Wednesday and Thursday, we'll have yeah. them at all those locations, including here at the Kane Studios, uh, next door at DJW Insurance. I hate to leave anybody out, yeah. uh, but Firehouse Subs, one of our sponsors this year. Um, and, and again, just to name uh, a few, but you'll you'll be hearing about it. Yep, uh, they'll be out, so uh, plenty to have, so uh, check uh, the locations. Uh, if you're able to grab onto a pocket guide, keep in your pocket a wallet, and uh, to have uh, for our broadcast schedule and our local high school teams uh, uh, with their schedules on there uh, to see who they play during the week, games that might be interested in attending at all. So uh, uh, that's uh, the big picture right now. Uh, we got a caller? Uh, well, the phone is ringing. Let's okay. see if we have a caller. Hi, you're in the air. Pocket guys are in Morgan City headed <laughs> your way. Appreciate the confirmation, Chief. Uh, How's the weather out there? A lot of rain this way. Uh, it's just uh, overcast. Not raining at present. All right. We'll be safe coming on in, and uh, we'll look forward to it. All right. All right, guys. All righty. Appreciate that uh, truck. Letting us know that, indeed, uh, uh, Pocket Guides will be here, and that means uh, at our sponsor locations, um, if not uh, completely by tomorrow, uh, certainly by Thursday, and here at the studios today. Yeah, uh, that's correct. So uh, they'll be out uh, towards the end of the week, and uh, we'll see how that's all going to come about. But uh, looking forward to that. And uh, uh, But, you know, they had an NFL game last night. Were you able to watch uh, the game at I, all? I was more focused on the, the Cubs and then the Yankees, uh, That uh, both good games. Uh, so I kept my eyes on those for the most part compared to an exhibition game in New York. But All right. Anyway, uh, ESPN has uh, put out the uh, uh, some rankings here with regards to uh, uh, the NFL right now. And I, you know, the Saints, it looks like uh, the, the power rankings right now with regards to the NFL teams, uh, the, of course, they have the Bills, number one, Tampa Bay, two, uh, the Rams at three, the defending t- uh, champions, uh, Kansas City, four, the Bengals, five, Green Bay, six, the 49ers, seventh, Chargers, eighth, Ravens, ninth, Cowboys, tenth, uh, Titans, eleventh, Broncos, twelfth, uh, Raiders, thirteenth, 
uh, Colts 14th, Eagles 15th, uh, Patriots 16th, Browns 17th, Cardinals uh, 18th, Dolphins 19th, and the Saints at 20. Interesting, uh, Jeff, as the Saints, uh, we'll see how uh, Jameis Winston, uh, you know, he was back in practice uh, yesterday, so... um, I think as well as he plays, it's going to be as well as the Saints play. I think the Saints' defense is going to be very good. I think it'll be a top-five type defense in the NFL. Uh, my biggest fear is can the Saints score points. Uh, they haven't been able to show it. Well, of and Alvin Kamara, you know, even though there's been a lot of talk uh, about Alvin Kamara maybe avoiding any penalty suspension this year because the case is lingering on, did you uh, know that the attorney representing the Alleged victim uh, of uh, Alvin Kamara is Tony Busby, the same guy who (laughs) represented and is representing the women in the Deshaun Watson case. So Busby is calling for Kamara to immediately, uh, some immediate action uh, as far as uh, suspension is concerned. But I I think he understands due process, doesn't he? Uh, I think he does, but it's amazing. Yeah, I saw that last night that uh, when I was looking up stories to speak about this morning that uh, Busby is representing both of those parties, you know, the women who were in the uh, uh, civil suit against uh, uh, Watson and now representing the gentleman uh, that's filed suit against uh, Kamara who has a complaint against Kamara. So uh, interesting how... uh, those two line up together. Uh, we'll see what transpires. I'm not sure, but uh, should be interesting. Kamara practicing with the Saints. They say he's looking good in this in the practices and all going through. He is not taking a snap though in That's preseason right. games. So. Sure. But you, you kind of know what he can do. Still, uh, you wonder why. Is there a reason? Yeah. Well, Ingram had. Uh, I can't recall Ingram playing in any of the games either. So. Uh, And they've held out some other players. And and, and like I said yesterday, I'm hoping if they only wanted limited playing time, they're going to have that limited playing time in their one home game, which is this Friday night against the uh, Chargers. And if if there's a reason they haven't had any playing time other than the typical it's preseason, we, we don't get our starters hurt, but I would hope that uh, maybe they are holding that limited playing time for the home game. Yeah, that, that's important, too. But uh, you, you and I both feel that uh, Winston, will, I don't think he's going to see the field uh, come uh, Friday night. I could be wrong in my estimation, but uh, I, I just I, I just don't see him uh, 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 being there to, uh, to hit the field at all. So, uh, anyway. Uh, I, I'd like to see him in that first series. When the offensive linemen are fresh and uh, maybe in a better position to protect them and, you know, go through a few motions. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, that should be important. And, uh, of course, the offensive continuity of the Saints, you know, without Winston, Thomas, uh, you know, Hurst, uh, uh, Hill, uh, there are a lot of players, Ramshack, uh, there are a lot of players that hadn't uh, have had various injuries at all, and they're first-teamers and uh you know, they haven't hit the field at all, so uh, that's also important. You remember last year, they just looked like gangbusters taking down Green Bay in that first game over in Jacksonville, moved because of Ida. Then in the next game, they journeyed to uh, Carolina, and they they stunk up the field that afternoon as Carolina just uh, grabbed them, and they weren't a good football team as the year went on, but they made the Saints look uh, putrid uh, in that regard in that second game of the year, and uh they kind of saw a little light, came back and played pretty well. But then uh, 
a few weeks later, they fall to the Giants, who had a poor year last year. And uh, the Giants rallied late in the game to beat the Saints, if my memory is correct. Yeah. And, uh, you know, of course, Barkley had a lot to do with that. But that was pretty much all he did all year as uh, they knocked out the Saints. And then, uh, of course, through the course of the year, using four quarterbacks. How many kickers? Three kickers? Four kickers? They yeah, went four. through and uh, cost them probably two or three games during the course of the year with a 9-8 and eight record. They would easy made the playoffs, but uh, it just wasn't meant to be. No, no. Anyway, let's go ahead and take our first break this morning. You're listening to uh, Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to AnswerToPain.com. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become part of something bigger. Join the team. We're currently hiring for a variety of offshore positions in both our production and construction divisions, and you can apply right now at Danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. The Corner Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Be there Thursday for Southern Jack Productions. Remember, never a cover at the Corner Tavern. 19 TVs has you covered for the Saints and LSU, and no bar with more outdoor seating. Corner Tavern, 19 East Main across from McDonald's. Best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer now just $2. Imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bans and special benefits. Monthly bingo is back this Wednesday. Ten games beginning at 7. Four winners split the pot, and six others win a bar tab. Corner Tavern now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris, and thanks again for voting the Quarter Tavern Best Bar and More for this year's Best of the Tesh. Hi, this is Larry Miller, owner of your local McDonald's restaurants. What's new at McDonald's? McDelivery is. Delivery brings delicious food to everyone, where you want it, when you want it. Depending on where you are, we have a delivery partner like DoorDash, Uber Eats, Grubhub, Postmates, or Waiter. Check in on their apps. Pick the local McDonald's and they'll bring it right to your door. McDonald's and delivery, I'm loving it. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. And, of course, you're wondering with the Saints, uh, the Saints now uh, 0-2 in preseason, uh, haven't looked real sharp offensively, defensively, playing uh, pretty well considering everything, but uh, still uh, still hadn't seen the first-team defense uh, line up uh, 11 on 11. But uh, in due time, you know, we haven't seen, I don't think Matthew has hit the field. I don't think May has hit the field. Uh, Demario no, no, Davis no, hadn't hit the man. field. 
You know, so they're trying to see where uh, certain players, how, how they're going to do. Uh, Cameron Jordan hadn't hit the field. So a lot of Saints starters on defense haven't played. And uh, um, I think coaches now just going through the procedure of just uh, making sure that uh, your team is healthy heading into the first game and not taking chances. You kind of know what these guys can do. But I still think, you know, there's some rust there uh, through the course of the year, and you want to shake some of that off. Um and we'll see how Coach uh, Coach Allen in his first year with the Saints. No Sean Payton since for the first time since 2005 for the Saints. Uh, no Drew Brees, of course, since uh, 2020. But in the meantime, um, the Saints uh, uh, linebacker depth uh, is is uh, starting to come around a little bit uh, with Hanson. And I think we have a caller, Jeff. Yeah, let's go back. No, thought we no, we did. thought we did. But uh, anyway, of course, the Saints linebacking core. Has played pretty well. Of course, they got two starters down in uh, Ber- uh, uh, Burner and also Davis. Uh, uh, but Hanson's in there and has done a pretty good job for him. Let's see if uh, our call is there again. Let's go to the phones. Hi, you're in there. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, good morning, guys. Yeah, yeah I-, I heard y'all talk about, about the Saints and whatnot. And uh, I think things have just changed across the NFL because I've been watching uh, just for lack of other <laughs> options. Uh, a lot of uh, preseason games, and uh, and you really just don't see many, very many of the uh, of the starters playing anymore. Um, you know, I think it's just now it, it's it's almost year round for these guys with the OTAs and the the, the training camp, the well, the, you know, the inner inner squad scrimmages that they often do with other teams and all that. I just think, um, and, and you know, with a if if you had a first year head coach, and you do. But if you had a young team uh, with, like, a number one draft pick quarterback, things like that, you'd want to kind of get him some more reps. But, I mean, you know, I know Winston hadn't been with the Saints very long or, you know, only five legitimate games, I guess, or seven games. But, I mean, he's been in the league a long time, you know, and uh, I just don't think you need to risk that that foot. I mean, yesterday was the first time he actually – played an 11-on-11 uh, drills. Uh, before that, it was just 7-on-7, which is just glorified, you know, um, street ball or whatever. Yeah, but, pitch and catch. Um, yeah, you know. Uh, and uh, so, I mean, all it takes is one, you know, one misstep for one of the offensive linemen step on your foot, and, and then you'd be set back another four to six weeks, you know. So I, I just don't think it's worth it. I, I don't think Kamara is perfectly healthy. Um you know what he can do. I mean, he does. I just think they, they had a few positions they needed to make some decisions on, look at some different uh, players. Um, I think they've kind of got it sorted out. Uh, you know, I think if Winston would have been healthy, I think you would have seen him in the first game, just like Dalton did that first drive. I think you would have seen Winston that in that scenario because in the first week, if you suffer a little tweak or something, you have a little time to recover. But third week, now nah, I don't think we see him at all. And I was a little disappointed to read about, you know, Michael Thomas's setback with his, with, you know, hamstring. And right. I, I, I know they say minor, but I, you know, nothing's ever minor when you haven't played in two years. That's right. Um, so, man, they were, you know, so yeah. My biggest concern, actually, and I, I don't worry about Demario Davis. Uh, my biggest concern is, is really that, you know. Tyron Matthew, as, as much of a you know pro as he is, he hasn't really had a chance to, to work with the secondary uh, in, in a game situation. And 
to me, that's the biggest the biggest area of potential breakdown is, is on the back end when you have you know new new free safety, new strong safety. Um, you know, so we'll see. But I mean, it's um, it's I just think you're going to see again. I, I'd even well, I think you might see Dalton for one one series, but they really like what he's been doing in practice too. So. Uh, Unfortunately, I think it might be a lot more Ian Book because they cut their fourth string quarterback, uh, Costello. So that's right. I mean, that's right. He was more of an arm for camp, though, uh, in that regard, uh, since uh, uh, Winston was down. But let me just read you here. These are the players who did not practice yesterday: Michael Thomas, Kevin White, Cesar Ruiz, uh, James Hurst, Landon Young, tight ends Adam Troutman, Tyson Hill. Defensive back Marshawn Lattimore, P.J. Williams. Defensive lineman Taco Charlton, uh, Jordan Jackson. Running backs Dwayne Washington and linebacker Chase Hansen. Those are the ones that uh, didn't practice yesterday. That's a pretty good list right there. Of course, linebacker Pete Werner along with uh, Alante Taylor worked uh, with the team's training staff on the side. Uh, and, and Winston's going to be rusty. I, I just I think you – to, to play sharp and be sharp, I think you need to have a little time on the field. And, um, uh, of course, last year wasn't the case, as I mentioned earlier in the broadcast, against the Packers last year that Saints looked like world beaters. And then the following week they stunk up the field over in Carolina. Yeah, I, I, it was just an odd, an odd season all, all around last year. Uh, a hard team to, to, to figure out. And, and uh, you know, uh, I, again – a lot of those names. One of the things that that kind of started under Sean Payton, and I know Dennis Allen has kind of adopted that philosophy too. It's just veteran days off, you know. Now, a couple of those guys on that list, Hurst has been dealing with a hurt foot, so so that's that's injury related. Landon Young's injury related. Uh, Charlton played pretty well of the night in the game. I don't know what would happen to him, um, but. Linebacker depth is definitely a, a, a huge concern. Um, uh, you know, so with, with Chase Hansen, who has looked really good um, since signing on with the Saints and coming back to the Saints, he's played pretty well. But, yeah, that's that's a little concern. Kevin White's not going to make the team anyway. He's uh, I, a, I tend to agree with that. I think that cut yeah, with the they, wide they, receivers I, is going to be the toughest, too. Well, and I think that's why you saw you, you saw them try the other night, and it was interesting. And Dwayne Washington, I think they might actually put him on the shelf to maybe look at trying to trade him and get – they might be able to get a sixth or seventh for him because I think Tony Jones Jr. pretty much secured that number three spot with his performance of the night because he showed the ability to, to play special teams. And he had a um, – on Gunner, he, he had two outstanding open field tackles. And he had a big return that was called back because of a holding call, but but I think what you saw was Kirk Barrett kind of kind of stand out in the return game, and he had a, a pretty nice catch. Although he had one he probably should have had, but uh, it was a tough catch. But but uh, that kid has a lot of potential, man. He would have he would have been a a really he got into you know some off the field trouble uh, and and bounced around a little bit different colleges, but uh, he's a special athlete. Um, and so they moved him to running back uh, yesterday and or two days ago, and uh, he played the running back at Destrahan and rushed over a thousand yards of senior season. 
So he's taking reps now with the running backs, and if he can be a kind of a fourth string running back and, and prove that he can still do that, I think you might see him uh, in a role a lot like Cardell Patterson for the, for the Falcons. You know, who's listed as a wideout but runs a lot of those jet sweeps because Merritt has a lot of speed. He uh, does. He does. Six foot, I think, two fourteen. So he's pretty well built. And now that he showed his ability in the return game, I'm telling you, next year, as much as it would be an unpopular thing, I don't think they're going to want to pay Deontay Hardy what he's going to want next year. He's in a free agent year. And, you know, he's return specialists are, are great, but, you know, you have, to, you have to cap it somewhere. So if they can find a capable guy to, to kind of fill in for him for next year especially, I think that's what you saw with, with Merritt. And I, I think, I really think he's going to make the team on that, as that kind of, uh, almost like a take some hill slash role. Yeah, you know, well, running back well hopefully he can also season. play a little special teams too on down on punts and kickoffs. And also you got to keep in the back of your yeah. mind, the Saints spent 220000 for an unrestricted uh, uh, signing of uh, the young man Smith out of Baylor. And I don't see him letting uh, just – Man, would you let the two? Man, of course they pay some of these kids millions of dollars, but uh, two hundred twenty thousand yeah. for an un, undrafted free agent—that's uh, a lot of money. To and I just don't see where yeah. he might not might not make the team. I, I'm, I feel he's going to make the team. I don't know, Tony. I, I really, I really think uh, I, I, I'm going to disagree there because I, I don't think he's done anything in in preseason. To kind of separate himself, you know, it seemed like every preseason the Saints would have a, a free agent running back kind of kind of flash, and uh-huh. you know, and and, and then that's I re- how Tony Jones made the team. Yeah, and then I recall he, then he fumbled the ball. He fumbled the ball in the three yard line against uh, uh, against yeah. against the Texans in that game. Yeah, he, you know, and I mean, he just he's okay. You know, he's been okay, but but I don't think that that he's anything that they're gonna. Look, look, that's that's the drop in the bucket. To, um, True. You know, I mean, it's a it's lot, a lot of money though for us. But it's a lot of money. No, no, it, yeah, but but in the in the scheme of things, you know, when you're looking at if you're going to keep, you know, it, it, I don't think they're going to worry too much about what they what they you know. Now I think they would love the, and I think you probably had a would have a great chance of clearing waivers and resigning to the practice squad. So yeah, true. So we'll see. I got to yeah. go anyway. But, All right. Because uh, the weather's getting. Yeah, it's good. Uh, yeah, you're right. Have a good day, man. All right, appreciate the phone call. Anyway, uh, Jeff. Uh, so the Saints uh, Friday night, their last uh, preseason game, taking on the Chargers in New Orleans. Uh, uh, we'll see. Merritt, uh, as a box said, uh, Merritt. I remember him coming out of high school in some of these uh, Nike uh, trials. You know, where the kids run uh, the forty and do uh, push-ups and. Uh, uh, all the weights and all that. I think his rating through one of those those drills was the the best ever. And this is six years ago, maybe. And he initially, uh, I think, committed to A and uh, I think he ran into a little trouble there. Ended up at Arkansas State, and then of course uh, bounced around a little bit. And now he's got a chance to make uh, the Saints team coming out of Destrehan. And he was a prolific back at Destrehan, which they've produced many good backs. LSU's had a few of them. Emery's uh, got a little problem right now, but he's a heck of a player. And uh, so um, we'll see how Merritt does. Uh, if he can go run down on kicks and punts, he might make the team. Uh, you're always looking for great special teams players, and the Saints have had them. 
So, anyway, we need to go ahead and take our uh, next break. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to AnswerToPain.com. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become part of something bigger. Join the team. We're currently hiring for a variety of offshore positions in both our production and construction divisions, and you can apply right now at Danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Hi, this is Boxcar Bagelow, inviting you to join me and PGA Golf professional Teddy Slyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m., we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by the Coca-Cola Bottling Company, GolfBalls.com, and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kane Row, and Sugar Oaks. So let's make a tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Stream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Tuesday, uh, August the 23rd. As the uh, Bayou Sports here on FM 107.5 AM 1240. You know, Jeff, one thing we didn't mention. You know, Tom Brady took an 11-day break from the uh, Bucks. And uh, speculation. Uh, the Masked Singer. <laughs> yeah, what was going on and all. So uh, it had been planned and all for this 11-day uh, break. It was prearranged. And, uh, of course, the seven-time Super Bowl champion, 45 years of age. Uh, they say he left off right where he, uh, he picked up, right where he left off when he left practice. They said that's something we didn't mention, but 11-day holiday, uh, I think he's earned it. But uh, – to miss practice, of course, as the coach said, he wouldn't have played in those first two preseason games anyway. And uh, but Tom Brady, uh, he wasn't AWOL; they knew about it. So uh, Bucks wide receiver also returned to practice, and uh, it's it's just interesting. You seeing these ball players. I know over the weekend, 
uh, we saw, I saw Cards, uh, uh, a longtime catcher, uh, Molina had to back home for a few days to take care of some business, and uh, I don't think he was paid either. So, uh, and there have been other stars that missed a game or two for births of children and things of that nature, which is all fine and all. But uh, with Brady's 11 days, uh, not sure what he was up to or where he went. Who knows? Maybe bought an island somewhere in Florida. I'm not sure, but uh, missed uh, missed the Bucks practice and everything uh, in that regard. Uh, Anyway, uh, pretty interesting uh, uh, that. And uh, finally, uh, just uh, real quickly, Jeff, on a couple things. Uh, Baseball, uh, the standings are uh, just coming along right now as Major League Baseball hit into basically the last month. Um, Mets still have a three-game lead over the Braves. Uh, They're both fighting it out. Uh, Mets faltered a little bit. Uh, They're five and five the last uh, ten games. The Braves are eight and two. Cardinals are nine and one their last ten. They're moving forward. 19 games above 500. The Brewers uh, at five games back. Over in the West, the Dodgers just cruising. Uh, uh, you wonder if they're going to start uh, wondering when they're going to maybe rest their pitchers a little bit more. But uh, they got a 17-and-a-half game lead. Over in the American League, uh, the Yankees, uh, who started out like a house of fire, I think they were 60-and-23 at one time. And now they're 75-48. Uh, and 48, So they're playing uh, – they're 4-and-6 in their last 10. Of course, they've won their last two. Tampa Bay's eight games back. They're eight and two. Uh, Cleveland leads the uh, Central uh, by two games over Minnesota and three with the White Sox back. And out in the West, Houston has an 11 and a half game lead over Seattle. And they're pretty much cruising. They're six and four in their last 10 along with Seattle. So uh, Major Leagues uh, Baseball uh, got a month left in the season, a little over a month, about 40 games, I'd say. And. Uh, We'll see how things break out in the last uh, 40 games or so with the year and uh, football here. Saints Friday night, uh, again, uh, I think kickoff around 7 o'clock. I would imagine. And uh, usually, I'm not sure with the game being at home, if uh, the local channels, it would bl- how would blackout come into play? I'm not sure yeah, how that works out. It doesn't for preseason. Okay. And uh, so you think we'll still see the same channels Absolutely. carrying the Saints uh Friday night. Uh, yeah, they, they didn't have any network uh, games. Uh, obviously, the NFL Network doing a lot of games. Uh, the networks that carry games throughout the regular season, they get one or two um, each week. Uh, but uh, the Saints weren't selected to be one of those teams on a national network game. So, uh, yeah, yeah, here locally, KTC. Yeah, they've got three, uh, uh, excuse me, two games uh, Thursday night. The Packers at Kansas City and San Francisco at Houston. Uh, um, um, the Packer Chief game is on the NFL Network. Uh, not, I don't think the 49er uh, Houston game would be. And then Friday, you're going to have a whole host of games. Uh, of course, you have the Saints game along with Buffalo, Carolina, Seattle, Dallas, uh, and New England, Las Vegas. Of course, the Raiders, of course. Then Saturday, you've got... Uh, Another host of games, and uh, believe it or not, two Sunday games. Uh, the Giants and the Jets, uh, that's a noon game uh, Sunday, and the Detroit uh, at Pittsburgh, a 3.30 game. And uh, the, the NFL Network's got the Giants and the Jets, uh, uh, and CBS has the, uh, the Lions and uh, Pittsburgh Sunday afternoon, so you can watch uh, and enjoy games all weekend long, beginning uh, Thursday evening with uh, Green Bay at Kansas City and uh, – that, again, is on the NFL Network. So a whole host of games, uh, Jane, um, uh, Jeff, there. So um, you like football? It's here. That's for sure. Anyway, uh, 
Do we need to, uh, of course, we got our guest coach coming on uh, momentarily and Coach uh, Terry Morton from the Lowerville Tigers. So I'll have him on three times this year against uh, district and uh, non-district foes. And uh, with that, Jeff, uh, any other news just, before just, we take a break? You know, we talked about it yesterday, but it is official now. Uh, coach Desermo uh, apparently right out of the gate in his afternoon press conference uh, made our decision on the starting quarterback. Indeed, Chandler Fields is going to be the starting quarterback. He said he gives us the best chance to go out there and go win and go play really good football this year. We're going to move forward with Chandler, but um, certainly he did uh, some good coach speak. Uh, it was a great competition, this, this, and that, but I think we all had a pretty good idea. Fields had the inside track there. It was his job pretty much to lose. Yeah, he had, he was a backup uh, all last year for uh, uh, Lewis as uh, he maintained his starting position, had an opportunity with the uh, – with the Seattle team, but uh, just the Hawks, Seahawks, but didn't have – was cut early after a month or two. But uh, short in stature, but just a great college quarterback for the Cajuns and uh, led them to uh, four bowl games and uh, 13-1 record his senior year. So losing only the University of Texas in the first game of the year. Went on to beat um, everybody else they played that year, including the bowl game. So uh, against Marshall in the Dome. So uh, – Anyway, we'll, we'll see what comes to that. In the meantime, uh, we're going to go ahead and take our uh, break. And when we come back, we'll have head football coach uh, Terry Martin from the Lorville Tigers speaking with us on uh, Bayou Sports. So we'll be back right after this. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. The Corner Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Be there Thursday for Southern Jack Productions. Remember, never a cover at the Corner Tavern. 19 TVs has you covered for the Saints and LSU, and no bar with more outdoor seating. Quarter Tavern, 9 to East Main across from McDonald's. Best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer, now just $2. Imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. Monthly bingo is back this Wednesday. Ten games beginning at 7. Four winners split the pot, and six others win a bar tab. Quarter Tavern now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. And thanks again for voting the Quarter Tavern, Best Bar, and more for this year's Best of the Tesh. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. 
Welcome to Bayou Sports here on a big uh, Tuesday, August the 23rd. And uh, on the line with us now is head football coach uh, with the Lowerville Tigers, Coach Terry Martin. Good morning, Terry. How's things going? Good morning. Uh, just trying to dodge the, the, the water puddles, man. Uh, <laughs> Just, just nothing but that good South Louisiana weather right now we're dealing with. Oh, that we are, Coach, and uh, I, I realize we're going to have a lot of it the rest of the week. So my question to you, were you, with the the weather last week, were you able to scrimmage? And if my mind serves me correctly, y'all were sp- supposed to scrimmage Hanson, I believe? We did, correct. Uh, you Remember, I think we talked about it last week. Uh, fortunately for us, we were able to have at least, I want to say, two, maybe three good days. Two for sure, right. where we were able to get in the heat, you know, where it was pretty brutal, you know, like we like we used to at this time of the year, because the week before we had to go inside four out of the five days, and, and so, uh, you know, being in that air condition, you know, nobody likes it. The gym actually kind of wears on your legs after a while, but the, the biggest thing is that it's hard to stay acclimated, you know, to the heat. So fortunately, we were able to get outside at least two good days last week. And uh, we had a little bit of weather come through, but right before we started with Hanson, everything cleared up. And, and uh, you know, thank God, no lightning. And we, we were able to go ahead and get a, actually a good long scrimmage in. Uh, you know, it, it was pretty physical. Uh, we did two full series with our ones and our twos. And, uh, you know, so again, really basically four series each. And then uh, then we did a live quarter. So uh, we got a lot of good work, uh, you know, answered some of our questions. I think we still have a couple left, but... Uh, but overall, you know, it was a good scrimmage. Kind of, uh, we, we actually got a couple of kids banged up that I'm not sure are going to play this week. Uh, you know, unfortunately for us, you know, it seems like we kind of have it so far nothing serious, but just some minor injury bugs kind of hitting us early this year already. It, what did we learn from the scrimmage uh, about your team that you, you didn't already know? Did you uh, see something that uh, sparked you? I think, and, you know, like like we talked about, we knew that, that our inexperience in the secondary was going to be a concern. You know, and they came in. Uh, with a with a really good running back, a uh, good quarterback, you know, athletic kid. I think he actually has a couple of uh, baseball offers as a pitcher. Uh, I know for sure Tulane and maybe a couple of others. Quarterback who threw it well. And, uh, you know, overall we defended the pass pretty well. You know, our pass rush was pretty good. Uh, but I, I want to say we had two, maybe three interceptions uh, in the scrimmage. Uh, a couple of Iowa DBs, one in particular, I actually just walked right by the door. I just saw him. Uh, Ricardo Jean Lewis, uh, you know, first year starter for us, had two of them, and he had a really good physical hit where he caused the fumble. So again, you know, we still got a lot of work to do, but we were relatively pleased with how we've kind of caught up a little bit on our back end. Uh, I think we at times we at the beginning we kind of struggled a little bit running the ball, but we ended up getting better as, as the scrimmage went on. Uh, we uh, we our first group, I think we scored one touchdown on each of our series. Uh, we had another long run by Evan Simon. Evan actually scored both of them. Another long touchdown run. Get called back, uh, unfortunately, on a, a kind of a phantom block at the back call. One of those things where you know, he broke about a, I want to say about a 50, 60-yard run. And uh, we get a kid called for a block in the back. But when we go back and look at the film, he got hit in the back. And it forced him into one of their players. And unfortunately, the referee caught the tail end of the play. So, you know, Evan had a really nice run called back. But overall, uh, I think when we got in the, 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 the 12 uh, the twelve minute quarter series, the live quarter, we also scored one time, scored touchdown then, and we're able to hold them scoreless the whole time. So I guess when it comes down to scrimmages, you know, because you're so limited on the number of plays and the way that it's set up to where if you have one series where you don't get a first down, you may drive the entire length of the field 
and then you have a series of three where you don't get a first down, now you got to go all the way back to the other 30. So, you know, it, it is a little more difficult to score in those situations. So overall, uh, I don't want to say we were satisfied, but you know, it kind of turned out, you know, I guess pretty decently for us, just, you know, without those couple of injuries, of course. Uh, well, Coach, when you have a, um, a scrimmage like this, uh, how many plays basically are, are, are run during a scrimmage like this? Are you looking at 60, 80 plays, something of that nature? Uh, I would say, uh, again, you know, we, we script it out that you know, okay. the first, our first offense will get 12 plays against their first defense. Then we do the twos. Now, if you can, if you're able to get inside the 30, the drive goes on as long as you continue to get first down to score. So, you know, right. it can't be more than that. Then we flip it over and do the whole thing again. But with us and with Hanson also, those kids turn around and now they come back on the one defense, you know. So, so when you look overall, I would say it's at least, uh, 60. You know, to 80 plays. Then we did the live quarter. Uh, our first drive, I want to say we maybe punted on the first drive. They punted on their first drive once we got to the live quarter. But then when we got the ball back, we went on a long drive and, and kind of ate up the clock the rest of the time and scored with maybe, I don't know, maybe two minutes left. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, again, it just got, you know, it's a nice consuming type of drive, the kind that we're going to need. You know, yeah. we're going to have to, uh, you know, where we're able to complete some a couple of uh, play action passes. And, again, like I said, you know, Evan had some, some really nice runs. You know, we're going to lean on him a good bit, uh, especially early on, until, until we have a few of our younger backs that come around. Because in our, in our junior group, we have another back that I think can be pretty good. And then our freshman group, we have a couple of kids that, uh, that, that I think are going to end up being really good. So, uh, you know, just got to get those guys to, to grow up, you know, and I think we'll be okay. There you go. Uh, we'll be joined tomorrow by Coach Artie Lauzo with Delcom, but – a uh, couple of days uh, in advance of the Jamboree schedule there. I know uh, weather's a bit of a concern. Have you heard of any change, and what are you hoping to get out of your uh, Jamboree contest? The the plan as of now was uh, was to see how much rain they get at their field, which, of course, I'm, I'm sure they get a good bit. If, uh, if it looks like it's going to be too sloppy, uh, they've already made plans to play at Nish. Okay. Uh, since we play on Thursday night, I think Nish is going to schedule. They were supposed to go to Franklin on Friday, but because of the weather, they're going to play at their home stadium. So we should have access to that field on Thursday if we need to. Uh, and again, you know, I'm obviously watching the weather. I mentioned earlier a couple of weeks ago to y'all that we're kind of in the middle of fundraising right now because we went ahead and bought bring new home and away Nike uniforms and about $16,000 worth of stuff. So, uh, I'm not really looking forward to putting that on if we to play in the rain uh, on, a, on a muddy field. So, which, you know, the kids were pretty excited. We were going to wear them for the first time for our jamboree. So, you know, that's kind of up in there right now. We'll just play it by whatever it is. I mean, uh, you know, sooner or later we're going to have to play in the mud. So, you know, we'll take it as it comes. Uh, I guess my biggest concern right now is that we're going to be facing, I think, one of the, the sleeper teams in the area, depending on how soon they come together. But Generate has some very talented kids. Uh, they got almost everybody coming back. They have a kid who's one of the best players in our area, in my opinion, who got hurt early last year, but he's back for his senior year. I know they picked up a couple of kids that they didn't have last year. So I think as far as talent-wise, they're going to be one of the surprise teams in the area, especially now since they're moving down to 1A. My biggest concern is that they got ringed out last week. So we have absolutely no film. On what, what, on what they're going to do this year. We kind of have it to go off of last year. And, uh, again, like, like I told our guys, you know, in, in the, the past few years, it's almost been, you know, it's kind of been a little one-sided on our side when we played them. 
But, uh, you know, I've just been reiterating to our guys over and over again that you know, they need to realize how talented this team is. And I uh, kind of shocked them a little bit yesterday. And I said, when, when we drop back to punt, when we have to punt on Thursday, they have, I'd say, at least three or four guys who they're going to, you know, it could be any one of three or four guys that I've seen in track that they're going to put back there to return that punt that are better athletes than anybody in this room, in the locker room. So you, you need to take these guys seriously because I, I think should they get it together, they, they have a lot of talent, and I think they're going to make a little bit of noise in one eight. And, and certainly that would be great for Jennerette, but I know uh, you've got uh, bigger things to deal with uh, coming this Thursday night than, root, than rooting for Jennerette. But, um, but hopefully they do have a good season. That program needs a real shot in the arm, no doubt about it. Absolutely. Coach, uh, any final thoughts before we let you go? And uh, certainly wish you uh, the best of luck Thursday evening, and we'll look forward to talking to you next Tuesday in advance of uh, your regular season opener and a recap of the Jamboree action. Definitely. we we, we got a big one coming up against, again, I think a real talented team in ERAT. I think, you know, I think they're expecting big things this year. So, once again, it seems like every year when we're preparing to play them, we're dealing with some type of tropical storm, hurricanes. <laughs> Seriously, the last two or three years, I think, uh, you know, we've had that when we play them. And I know there's a little tropical storm kind of brewing in the Atlantic. So hopefully that sucker stays away from us because uh, that, that's the last thing we need right now after the, the, the years we've had the last two years. No, I couldn't agree more. And you're right. Uh, it is, it's usually that first or second weekend that we get affected. Um, and hopefully we won't, but uh, here's hoping. But, Coach, uh, always a pleasure. Appreciate it. And, Again, we'll chat with you next Tuesday. Sounds good. Thank you all for having me on. Oh, my, You're my quite pleasure. welcome, Coach. Uh, good luck to you. Anyway, Jeff, so the Tigers of Louisville will have them on three times this year, so I uh, look forward to Coach Terry Martin and his uh, crew. Of course, they lost a couple of really good athletes in the Jacob Twins and some other good players. So uh, Louisville, as always, will be battling out for a district championship. In the meantime, today in sports history, August the 23rd, in 1923, Pavel Nurmi of Finland runs the world record mile at 410. Of course, that stands until 31. And then in 54, Dr. Roger Bannister breaks the four-minute barrier at 359 at four-tenths. Today, the world record is set by Hikam El Jaroro at 343.1. That was set in 1999, and it's the only record, world record, that is still used in the uh, outside of the metric uh, system. Uh, the the mile the uh, mile in feet uh, uh, is set, uh, and that's the only um, uh, non-metric record that's still kept on the books. Of course, I did not know that. It's been there since 1999 too. Of course, in 1936, a 17-year-old for the Cleveland Indians, uh, future Hall of Famer Bob Feller's Major League debut. He strikes out 15 St. Louis Browns in a four-to-one win. And he couldn't finish the season uh, with the Indians that particular year since he had to go back to school to complete his studies as a a 17-year-old. Elsewhere in 42, Walter Johnson pitches to Babe Ruth in a pregame attraction that draws 69000 to uh, Yankee Stadium in a doubleheader. It raised $80,000 for the Army-Navy relief. In 1946, the 13th NFL Chicago All-Star Game, the All-Stars beat the Los Angeles Rams by a score of uh, 16 to nothing. And 97,000 attend that game at Soldier Field. Elroy Crazy Legs Hirsch was the game MVP for the All-Stars. 
And, uh, and of course, it was ended in 76. The NFL had a 31-9-2 record against the All-Stars. We talked about this. Uh, I can't remember if it's on or off the air. 1947, on this date, the first baseball Little League World Series in Williamsport as the Maynard Midgets beat the Lockhaven All-Stars 16-7 for the first world title. In 1964, the Cardinals are back 11 games in the National League and go on to win the Baseball World Series with a 4-3 victory over the Yankees with the collapse of the Phillies. I think they lost 10 out their last 11 games with six-and-a-half game lead with a week, uh, 10 days to go in the in uh, the season. 1970, Roberto Clemente completes a record of two straight games with five hits in each game. 1980, Charlie Finley says, sells the A's uh, to uh, for $12.7 million to Walter Haas. Of course, he's the owner of Levi's Street. Levi Strauss. John Fisher is the current owner today. Uh, in 1982, Mariner pitcher Gaylord Perry ejected for throwing a spitter. Who would mm-hmm. ever thought about they, that? They finally caught him. <laughs> that's, that's right. He had it on his hat, his collar, his shirt. He hit it all over Vaseline the place. Vaseline everywhere. Oh, yeah. yeah. 1985, Paul Horning awarded $1.16 million by a Louisville court against the NCAA who borrowed him as a college football analyst for betting on games. Who would have thunk it? Of course, he was suspended back in 62 from the NFL. He and Alex Karras for betting on football games. In 2008, the star-studded American basketball team led by the likes of Lisa Leslie, Sue Bird, and Deanna Taurasi uh, gold medaled it at the Beijing Olympics. We're still no- talking about Susan Bird. Yeah, that's right. I think this is her last it year. It is. It's her swan song. Yep. 92-65 uh, to 65 win over Australia. And birthdays today. 1934. Oh, you missed a big one. Um, uh-oh, I'm looking. 1989. 1989. What, what, the, uh, the Pete Rose got the uh, word oh, on this day oh, in 1989. Yeah. That's right. Pete Rose You're right. Uh, suspended from uh, baseball. baseball. That's Bart Giamatti who yeah. suspended him, I do believe. I think he had his heart attack because of Pete Rose. I wouldn't doubt it, man. Anyway, making those decisions. Birthdays today, 1934, born on this day, Christian Sonny Jurgensen, the NFL quarterback for the Redskins, a sportscaster, born in Wilmington, North Carolina, 1948, uh, 1958, excuse me, Julio Franco, the oldest regular season player in Major League history, is born on this day in the Dominican Republic. Uh, I think he had a home run at uh, in his mid to late 40s. Too. 27, I want to say, was yeah, that's, that's um, how old he was accurate. when he ended his career. Anyway, in 1978, a big birthday here. Uh, Kobe Bryant, NBA champion, uh, MVP, gold medal, uh, born in Philadelphia on this date, 1978. Of course, he was taken from us two years ago in a horrific helicopter crash. Anyway, uh, quote of the day, I got one for you for Jeff or Harry Carey. Harry Carey said, I never realized how short a month is until I started paying alimony. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah I, I get that. Uh, I can see Harry doing that. That's right. Harry had uh, other issues, but uh, that hologram from him uh, on Field of Dreams Field that night was pretty terrific, uh, singing Take Me Out to the Ball Game. There you go. Anyway. Uh, uh, one of my favorite uh, quotes is from uh, Chip Carey. Okay. Chip. The it, younger. Chip. Is it Skip was the son? Yes. And the Chip. grandson. Yeah, it's, it, it was Harry. Uh, 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 would you Skip, say? Skip and then Chip. Ben Chip. That's right. Skip Carey uh, sat in the booth. Uh, it was a Cub Brave game, and you know TBS, of course, doing the games. But uh, at Wrigley, uh, Skip stops in and says something to the effect, uh, "I can't keep up with my dad or my son." 
<laughs> you know, and, 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 uh, memorable moment. Uh, oh, yeah, Harry Skip, Carey. Skip died way too soon, too. Yeah, Harry uh, passed away in February of 98, if my memory serves me correctly. And Skip not too That's right, long not after too far that. behind him. You're right. But that'll do it. Uh, anything else before we No, wrap? that's just about it. Of course, we have another one. Uh, we'll have a couple coaches on tomorrow and our broadcast on Bayou Sports uh, yeah, telling us how their teams are doing. Looking forward to uh, getting uh, Artie Lyuz uh, into the mix, uh, Delcom head football coach. He'll be on with us at about 7.30 and then uh, followed by Coach Rick Hudson. Yes, and uh, uh, we'll see how what they have to say about their teams and their scrimmages that uh, took place last week. And then, of course, on Thursday, we'll have another head football coach for, uh, and uh, two, two, head yeah, two. Coaches. That's right. We had we adding another one. That's I correct. had not uh, made the formal announcement, but uh, again, we'll be joined by Josh Learman with Nish, and we're adding uh, Katiana Christian School, Carol Olivier, head coach, uh, to the mix on Thursdays now at about eight. So through the course of the year, that's uh, six high school coaches yeah. join us on Bar Sports each week to let us know how things are going with their teams. I, you know, I, I had maybe a 10-minute conversation with the coach yesterday and learned a lot about their league. I didn't realize that they were already playing. They're oh, like wow. two weeks into it. Um, they play a lot of Saturday games, but we'll talk uh, about sure. that Thursday. Anyway, uh, have a safe and dry uh, Tuesday. Uh, we'll continue to rain later on today in the week, but... Uh, Anyway, we'll be here on Bayou Sports each morning around uh, a little after the uh, obituaries here on Kane Radio. There you go. Big thanks to our sponsors, including the Headache and Pain Center, Schwing Insurance, Kane Row Golf and Turf Club, the Quarter Tavern, and L.A. Classic Roofing.